Games. Games. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Generation, episode 154. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and in just a moment, Mikey Arsenal will be joining me in the studio. Before we jump into this week's show, just a quick note for those of you that are planning on attending New York Comic Con this upcoming weekend. Myself, Mikey, and Anna Zifkak will all be at the convention this year, so if you see us, stop and say hi. We always like to meet the listeners. You could also get on the show, because we'll be doing some interviews with people and asking some questions. We'll also be taking photos and maybe even some video of cosplayers. So if you're planning on going in costume, again, stop us and say hi. We'll take your picture for the website. Enjoy this week's show. Uh, So I saw this thing that I wanted to show you. I saw it a little while ago, but I've actually been meaning to put it in the show for a while. I have the video, but uh, I'll I'll tell you what it is while it's going on. So you can see this, but if people want to see this, they'll have to go in the show notes and see the video. This is, and I don't think the, no, there's no real sound on this, so it's fine. That's even easier then. Researchers at UC Davis developed an augmented reality sandbox for use in water education or water system education. A connect camera is mounted above the sandbox and that tracks the physical activity below. While people are moving the sand around, a projector throws a dynamic topographic map over the whole thing, updating contour lines and elevation colors in real time. The most impressive part is the ability to create a virtual rainstorm, creating rainfall from the user's hand, which spills onto the sand, showing runoff and watershed on the landscape. The water can then be further manipulated by continuing to move the sand around, showing how lakes and rivers can be formed. Exhibits using the sandbox now exist at Echo Lake Aquarium and Science Center in Vermont, the Tahoe uh, Environmental Research Center at UC Davis, and a third is being installed at the Lawrence Hall of Science in Berkeley. And then the the team, they've actually made the software and the schematics publicly available on their site. And there are people that are taking advantage of that. They're currently aware of six teams around the world that have built their own tables using the connects. And you can see actually the water there. So he just had his hand above like a rain cloud and all the water spills down and like, and I say water in quotes because it's yeah. it's also a digital projection. But the fact that you can just go in and like scoop some of the sand away and it changes the the colors and the contour lines in real time and everything is amazing. Like how much would you kill to have this as a kid, you know? That's so like awesome. just cutting between those. Now it shows how the water flows together and like creates the rivers and the lakes and stuff. That is cool. That is badass. That'd be awesome for a classroom. I know, right? I mean, obviously, it'd be tough to have something like that in a classroom. Yeah. But I mean, if if they even had like one in the the town library or something that you could bring kids to, or they stored it in the public school, if you had one in your school, I don't know how tough it would be to make something like that. But I know the the sand they're using is white, so that the colors show up really well. So even though it looks like it would be the tannish, like brownish color, all the sand is like a fine white type sand but it is just sand yep. so it's pretty badass that is cool yeah this video surfaced a while ago there's another one actually with the guy kind of demonstrating and talking about how everything's working while it's happening but obviously i couldn't show that one because you'd have to hear it all for it to be <laughs> beneficial this is just kind of a demo and this is actually the prototype version it looks even a little bit better now mm. pretty amazing oh is that so over time the water actually evaporates yeah, yeah, it's a it's a part of the fact that um, the water evaporates, but also as he moved the sand around, it leveled out. If you bring it above the water level where that would be on the topographic map, then the water won't go up with it. Like so yep. if you go above that point, it kind of like sinks into the sand. OK, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I had to show that and people can check out the show notes again to see that video, which is awesome. I have a photo to show you, too. Which, did you... We saw the Wolverine, right? No, I haven't. No? Oh, I went with Wolfie for that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too bad. It was good. It was better than expected. But um, they actually had plans of using the costume. 
like the comic book costume to the point where they have this. Wow. So what we're looking at for people who can't see this, this is a movie armor that was actually created for use in the movie. This was not what they would have actually worn and used, but this is what it would have visually looked like. What we're looking at was all digitally modeled and 3D printed and then like painted. Wow. So the mask looks very comic book. Yep. Uh, The gloves look good. The I assume that's a vest that's and this isn't. None of this is cloth or fabric. That's all painted texture. Wow. So that looks really awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, that looks like leather. Yeah. Like, it, you can almost see the pores in that. Yeah. Wow. I would have loved to see that mask in the movie. Yeah. And I That's hope they I use thinking. it maybe for, like, Days of Future Past or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even if they're going to do, like, a time travel element, maybe he wears it in the future and he doesn't wear it for the majority of the movie. Just to see him in it at some point. Yeah, you got to. Would be awesome. I think that looks great. That picture again will be in the show notes. <laughs> this is what happens. When we have a lot of visual stuff, yep. but the fact that they were even going to do the comic book costume, I thought they had kind of abandoned that since they went the whole different route with the, the like black suits. And he's basically wearing street clothes most yeah. of the time. Anyway, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool if, um, even on the DVD when it's released, if they just had a cut scene where, they even if they just had him walking around backstage, just to see just it. Just to see it. I yeah. just want to know what it looks like. Exactly. That's all. Yep. Yeah. That would have been cool. Um. So delivering the highest first day retail sales of any title in the history of Take Two Interactive and the Grand Theft Auto series, GTA Five. It's all the rage. Made over eight hundred million dollars in its first twenty four hours. Wow. The game actually broke even and made some profit with just pre orders. <laughs> that's awesome i know right wow uh and now the company has announced that the game has reached sales of more than one billion dollars in its first three days on sale making it the fastest of any entertainment property to do so wow. no movie no prior game nothing in entertainment has hit a billion dollars faster than gta 5 they just with those games they just keep getting better you know yeah so, I mean, it, it's worth the money. You know you're going to get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. Although I've kind of, like, fallen out of the franchise, personally. Yeah. Since, like, I had made well, a joke like online. Saints Row. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more for me. Yeah. And, yeah, it's funny. I've talked to people who played, like, Saints Row 2 and 1, and are like, we prefer that over Saints Row 3 and 4. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> 3 and 4 are the fun ones where you do all the fun, cool stuff. But even in GTA, like I have the problem, you know, I lose my attention really quick in it. But I still feel like I get my money's worth just riding, driving around, riding bikes. You know, I just always just screwing around, screwing the city. around. I always love that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for me, I mean, I made I, I heard they fixed it with four, but I made the joke before that the next game that GTA five, I'd be more interested if it was called GTA five fixed driving mechanics or fixed driving yeah, physics because yeah. that's always the killer for me because mm-hmm. it was just like driving around on a cloud i would have loved if they had a gta game that had the physics of burnout yeah oh man because i awesome. love the driving physics and burnout yep they were done so well even saints row is better driving physics than gta and it's funny too most reviewers even if you it, it, like you could still argue that the story and the overall game in grand theft auto is better than saints row most reviewers will say that the individual game mechanics in Saints Row, even Saints Row 3 and 4 that are super ridiculous, are better. The shooting is better than Grand Theft Auto. The driving is better. Mm-hmm. Like all the individual stuff is better in a Saints Row game than it is in Grand Theft Auto. And for me, I'm all about gameplay. Oh, yeah. And the story I love in Saints Row 4. So <laughs> <laughs> it was I love the ridiculousness of it. But that's just me. That's crazy. The amount of money, though, is unbelievable. Yeah. And the navigation system is better in Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a GPS. Yeah, $1 billion yeah. in three days. It's ridiculous. Um, we had talked before about the Flash being introduced in Arrow. Yep. And they've officially cast the role. So this dude, uh, whose name is Grant Gustin, he is best known for guest starring in a few episodes of Glee, which... You go, oh, Glee, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he's officially been cast as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash, for the CW's Arrow. 
It's a singing and dancing flash. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he is a comic fan, though. Like when he was interviewed about it, he was he was apprehensive. He thought he was a little too young to get the role, which he might be. But in the world of the CW, younger is better. (laughs) We know that. Uh, Gustin will appear as the character in the upcoming 8th, 9th, and 20th episodes of the new season, the last of which will serve as a potential backdoor pilot for his own series. Barry will begin as a forensic scientist and will later gain his super speed powers. So when we see him in the 8th and 9th episodes, he'll just be Barry Allen, forensic scientist. Hmm. And then the 20th episode, it will be The Flash. And we should see him in costume for that one. Interesting. Yeah. They're expecting to do the classic red and yellow suit yep which i'm curious to see how they're gonna approach that on tv that's a suit that's tough to make look good yeah because it's just kind of like solid spandex all the way through yeah so i'm wondering what they'll do to make it look better and like real world (laughs) applicable yeah i I don't have anything right now yeah i I don't know anything about the guy so there's nothing to really comment about as far as like him being cast you go okay okay it's a guy who looks like he could play the Flash. Yeah, I sure. mean, <laughs> I mean, it's mostly a headshot. We see his neck, but I mean, looking at his neck, he, he looks like he would be kind of a tall, kind of lanky guy. Yep. That I think would you know look as a good Flash in in costume. Sure. Have you seen the uh, speaking of which? Have you seen the promotional posters for the next season of Arrow? Yeah. It's just four guys with their shirts off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone made jokes when. The first season's like big promo poster was Stephen Amell with his shirt off and all the scars and everything and the tattoos. And then for the second season, they took like the four male lead characters and just have them standing shirtless on a poster. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. And if we're talking about gender equality, where's the where's... hot women on the show with their shirts exactly. off on the posters? That's what I want to say. <laughs> Even if in they're in like bra tops or something, I'll live with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll compromise yeah gender equality damn That's it right. if all the feminists want to scream about it i'll scream the same it goes both ways i don't but it does <laughs> <laughs> all right uh moving on uh we had talked uh before about amc thinking about doing a spinoff of the walking dead with yep. the uh same world but companion series it's not the only series they're looking to spin off though Rumored to be in the works a few months back, AMC has confirmed that they're moving forward with a Breaking Bad spinoff. Oh, I heard about this. Centered around Bob Odenkirk's character Saul Goodman. The series is tentatively titled Better Call Saul based on the character's catchphrase in the series. The series would be a prequel that would focus on the evolution of the Saul Goodman character before he ever became Walter White's lawyer. Have you watched Breaking Bad? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. No. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess I shouldn't even comment since I haven't watched the show. But to me, that doesn't seem it seems like kind of like a, uh, a, a idea for a, a grab at. Yeah, I mean, to me, that seems like a mini series, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But to do a whole show, it seems that a grab at keeping an audience that's going away. Yeah, but I like the Walking Dead one feels different because it's different characters just in the same universe. But I don't know. I know he's a fan favorite character, so there must be people excited about it. And I haven't watched Breaking Bad either. So it's really not, like you said, it's not really our place to give too much feedback on. But that's what we do. We talk about things and pretend like we know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's half the show. That's all I ever do. (laughs) I I can't tell you how many things I've given opinions on that I have no place even (laughs) giving an opinion. But that's why it's your opinion. That's right. (laughs) If I didn't do that, we'd have like half hour shows every week. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Um, Speaking of Breaking Bad, the complete series is coming out as one set on Blu-ray, just like they have those awesome Dexter sets coming out. And I still want that one with all the the slides that look like DVD. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, my God. It has the the whole like wooden box and all the DVDs are slides. And then the DVDs themselves are like the blood circles in the middle of the slides. That's awesome. So cool. But it's like so (laughs) So much money. Yeah. Breaking Bad is doing something similar. Uh, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment is releasing Breaking Bad, the complete series on Blu-ray on October, uh, sorry, on November 26th. The 16 disc set, and that's Blu-ray. The 16 disc set comes with all 62 episodes and more than 55 hours of special features, including wow. a brand new two hour documentary 
chronicling the making of the final season and a three-minute alternate ending showing another version of how Breaking Bad could have ended. And it hasn't even ended yet. (laughs) (laughs) The box set comes packaged in a collectible replica barrel representing part of Walter White's dark legacy. That's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. 55 hours of bonus feature. I mean, I'm I'm always up for bonus features. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. That's a lot of stuff. I think the documentary sounds cool. Yep. For fans. I always like getting behind the scenes looks at stuff like that, especially when it's organized behind the scenes looks. It's not just random footage. It's actually put into something more extensive. I like that. It does look like, like it comes with a uh, Los Pollos Hermanos apron. cooking apron, too. <laughs> and I know that's a popular brand from the show. That I haven't seen and am continuing to comment on. <laughs> it looks like a solid set, though. Yeah. Uh, wh- where do you think the best place to buy something like that would be? Target? No, 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 no. I don't think Target. No, no. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the best place to buy something like that would be, Mikey? You're on the geek generation. <laughs> well, if I was to be buying this Breaking uh, yeah, Bad yeah, set, yeah, yeah. I would have to go use the affiliate link. Oh, really? What yes, would that be? Yeah. That would be uh, the geek generation. <laughs> No, it would be Amazon.com. Amazon.com backslash the geek generation. (laughs) How many times have you been on this show? (laughs) Not enough. Thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. All right. It's my dyslexia. It's okay. It's okay. That's why I'm the one with the notes in front of me. (laughs) It's usually Volpe that puts that one out. That's true. Uh, And I'll also put a direct link on the show notes for this episode. So if you want to pre-order that or buy it later on, if you're hearing this down the road, you can go to that link and get it through there. And again, the commission comes our way. We appreciate it. Uh, we had talked before about G4 and the, the, the collapse okay. of the network because mm-hmm. it was going to be taken over by Esquire and become like a men's oriented, like stylish type channel. And that's why they canceled Attack of the Show and all that stuff. So G4 was set to go away. Things have changed. Really? Yeah. I was really surprised to see this because everything seemed kind of like set. I mean, they canceled the flagship show, Attack of the Show, and they were getting rid of people and all this stuff. It was it seemed inevitable and there was it was just coming. But NBC Universal has announced that video game cable channel G4 will no longer be converted into the Esquire network. Instead of using G4 as the target of the rebranding, NBC has shifted its site to the style channel. The decision comes as a result of overlapping demographics of which Style, E, Bravo, and Oxygen all share. With Style being the least distinct for that given set of female demographics, rebranding this channel as the male-oriented Esquire network will allow the other three to better serve their respective audiences without the added level of brand confusion. The rebranding is still set to take effect on September 23rd. So Mm. by the time you're hearing this, it's already happened. Wow. Style has become the Esquire network. So then that leaves the question. Who's hosting the shows? <laughs> and what's happening with G4? Yeah. So G4 is expected to remain as is for the foreseeable future, though it's highly unlikely the company will invest in more original programming. So I think G4 right now just shows like cops and yeah, cops. So what's the point of G4 if <laughs> it's not really showing it? Yeah, I don't know what it's originally intended for. It's almost maybe just like a placeholder channel for now. And I guess styles higher up on the dial. So it's better placement and they are actually in more homes. They have access to like 90 something, uh, 90 something million homes instead of those like 64 million that G4 has access to. So talk about weird last minute. Decisions. Yeah. I mean, I honestly almost should have just, I mean, if they, if they're not going to come up with any more original content, why not just convert G4 over? Not that yeah. I want to see it get, you know, I don't want to see it gone, but. Right. But like, what's it doing for us now that it's sticking around? Like, it's not like they have any video game programming that's yeah. on it, even though it's a video game channel. Yeah. Plus there's plenty of other channels that already show cops. Not that I watch it. But. <laughs> yeah. They might as well do something with it. Um, I know Volpe's excited about this. I don't know if you've heard about it or are excited about it. More Expendables 3 casting news. Um, I did hear it. Didn't you guys already talk about this? Nope, there's more. Oh, more. There's more. We did talk about some, but there's even more now. Okay. Uh, just recently, Kelsey Grammer 
has officially been cast in the Expendables three. That's uh, ran- it seems random, to right? Because he's not a badass, <laughs> a, a, like an action guy. Yeah. yeah, he'll play an ex mercenary by the name of Bonaparte, a role that Deadline claims was initially offered to Nicolas Cage. So he was in the running in those rumors that we talked about mm-hmm. before, but it looks like he probably declined, and then they ended up going with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I mean, I guess he played Beast, right? You know? Right. In the worst X Men movie ever. Yeah. He was in uh, Down Periscope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they were saying he was playing like a government paper pusher or like a drug lord or something. Okay. Yeah. An ex-mercenary? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, can you, yeah. I can't really imagine the lineup, you know. Yeah, like, at least it's not a current mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis, you know, Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like a random casting, but whatever. Yeah. But I know Volpe's a fan of uh Cheers and Frasier, so Yep. He's pumped about it. I as long as they don't try and make him too action packed, yeah. it'll be believable. Well, yeah, if we don't see Kelsey Grammer like drop kicking people then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 As long as he's not fighting alongside like Chuck Norris. Yeah, fine. Exactly. Uh, We have some release date news for a few different projects. Walt Disney Pictures and Marvel Studios have moved the release date of Edgar Wright's Ant-Man from November 6th, 2015 to July 31st, 2015, almost four months earlier, which rarely happens. Yeah. So it's coming four months earlier than anticipated. Ant-Man is set to launch Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Phase 2 concludes with Avengers Age of Ultron on May 1st, 2015. So Phase 2 will end in May of 2015, and then two months later, Phase 3 starts with Ant-Man. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. I wonder why they moved it forward, though. Are they afraid of it competing with something? Maybe. Uh, the the current slot that it's in will be two weeks after the Batman Superman movie. Okay. So I guess they're expecting after that winds down, maybe after two weeks. It's like, okay, you just watch this big DC thing. But now we're starting phase three right away. So jump back into Marvel. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the thought maybe. process. Two weeks seems tight. Yeah. I would have pushed it a month anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to get too far out of the summer either yeah because august is when things start slowing down so this is like right at the end of july okay yeah but it's cool that we're gonna get it earlier can't really argue with that no <laughs> yeah normally when you hear the um, movie's been pushed it's like usually like a year later right uh you're a fan of the jurassic park movies yeah, yeah? i am okay yeah. universal pictures has announced the official title to jurassic park 4 have you heard it uh jurassic world you got it yep Jurassic World. It was also announced that the movie will be released on June 12th, 2015. 2015 is going to be one of those summers. Yeah. Whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. You don't know? I mean, I like Jurassic Park. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, what was it? The second movie where the the dinosaur got brought back to like New York City? The Lost World. Yeah. Yeah. The movie was good up to that point. Yeah, I agree. I I really hope it's not another, you know, movie where there's dinosaurs running amok, you know, in in civilization. Yeah, I don't know what the premise is. They haven't really talked about it at all. But I agree. I don't necessarily want to see that because that didn't work out so well. No. And I don't know. I don't remember when Godzilla's coming out. Yeah. Because that would probably be a little too similar. Yep. Be like, oh, you got a giant lizard running around the city. <laughs> yeah. Right after I watched a giant lizard running around the city. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, really, a dinosaur in the city. Yeah, it sucks for the first few people that first find the dinosaur. Right, right. But everybody else that sees it happening should just run inside you yeah. know, like a three you know, or five-story building and get to the top. You're fine. And I would think the response time would be pretty good on taking that thing out. Yeah. Once it gets in a major metropolitan area. It's not like it is Godzilla. It's not bigger than the no, skyscrapers. It's, yeah, it's just a regular size. Well, not that we've ever seen <laughs> yeah. a regular sized dinosaur. Right, but, right. Yeah. I mean, an army of dinosaurs, obviously, there's a difference. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's why we have military bases. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the premise is here, but 
I don't know. I'm, I'm interested, curious. Yeah, we'll I hope, see what happens. I just hope it's more island style. <laughs> yeah. Island style. Open island style. <laughs> <laughs> that joke should not be happening anymore. No. I should not be making Gangnam style jokes. <laughs> no. Uh, and lastly of the news, the originally scheduled for release on December 19th, 2014, the Despicable Me spinoff movie Minions will now arrive on July 10th, 2015. All right. <laughs> so now that's getting pushed back like six months or something. They almost should have done a movie like that with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, like, like an a, Oompa Loompa, Oompa Loompa 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 movie? Oompa Loompa movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, that's what I think of when I see it. I think it's great. Do those guys even have like normal dialogue, though? No, they just sing Yeah, the whole time. Oh, that would annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> Not like the Minions have normal yeah. dialogue, although they're friggin' funny as hell. Oh, yeah, but it works. It works just like uh, Wally. Yeah. You know, you you kind of get what they're talking about. Yeah, and they actually talk more than Wally does. Yeah. Wally makes beeps and boops, and the Minions but, like, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love to find out, you know, where they came from and why they started, you know, working. Yeah, little pill body guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Yep. I think they're hilarious. They actually have some of the, uh, what is it, like the um, the Funko Pop guys that I have. Yep. They have some Despicable Me minions like that. But what I don't like about it is they take on the, as much as I love the Funko style, it is blocky. Mm-hmm. So the minions actually become like more blocky than pill shape. Okay. And I, I don't care for that. Yeah. If I had like a vinyl figure that looked just like they do in the movie, I'd get one. Absolutely. I love the minions. They're yeah. so funny. But I wouldn't know which one to get. Do I go with the one eye? Do I go with the two? Like, <laughs> which minions are going to be? Why you can't have more. You can't just have one minion. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because then, yeah, I don't have minion. I have minions. Exactly. You have to have at least two yeah. with different amounts of eyes. <laughs> that's the way it works. But I'm pumped for that movie. Yeah. I think it looks great. I still love the Despicable Me franchise. It's awesome. I have to pick up two as well because I really like that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more show stuff. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Scott Herbin from scottherbinfitness.com, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. All right, we are back. We have a lot of stuff to do. We have some games to play, but before we play some games, we actually have something in the listener mailbag. Right. Believe it or not, I feel like I haven't played one of these like intros for the listener mailbag in forever. Oh, my God! You've got mail. You bastard! Okay, so this one comes in from Dan from Baltimore. He says, hey, Rob, Mike, and the rest of the Geek Gen. I assume he meant Volpe, but he's actually accurate. (laughs) Fortunately, we have lots of mics. Nice how that works out. Yeah, right? I was recently listening to your episode about trading the pilots of Dexter and The Walking Dead. And this actually sparked a conversation with my friends and I about what are the greatest pilots of all time. We're sparking conversations, Mikey. That's what we do here. I love it. We're influencing the water cooler talk. Some of the greatest shows of all time have some pretty awful pilots, but there are a few that started strong right from the gate. Some that we discussed were The Shield, Breaking Bad, The Wire, The West Wing, Twin Peaks, ER, and Lost, just to name a few. Curious to hear what you consider are the greatest pilots you have ever seen, and if you felt the show continued to remain strong. Most of the shows he mentioned, I have never seen. <laughs> Honestly, the only one from that list that I've seen is Lost. And if I were making a list of the best pilots of all time, I would put Lost on there. Okay. I think it's definitely one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Dexter, I think, has a really, really strong pilot. And um, South Park, 
even though the animation is crude, the humor's there. The humor's there. The vibe of the show's there. It's gotten better over time, but that was not a bad episode. And I actually just watched it again recently. So it was a very, very strong pilot. It was enough to hook me in right away. And another pilot I thought was phenomenal and would argue that this show maybe had one of the best first seasons. Yes, it went downhill, but as a complete first season of a TV show, it's hard to beat Heroes. Okay. Heroes, I think, not only had a really strong pilot, but one of the best first seasons of TV I've ever seen. Mm. It's it's a shame that it like was fell victim to the writer's strike and went downhill so much, but it started off amazing. I could not wait to see the next episode every time that was done. Uh, and then as far as those like remaining strong, Lost, I think, went on a little longer than necessary. But I was a fan of the way it ended. Unlike most people, there are not a lot of good sentiments about the way that Lost ended. I was fine with it. Uh, Dexter is amazing. I Some people think it dipped. Maybe for one season for a little bit and only the first half of that season. The rest of it was really good. South Park, as we've talked about recently, is still as amazing as it's been. Uh, and Heroes, yeah, dipped down, but I would have kept watching. I was watching all the way through and I would have kept watching. It was uh, going into a really good place when it went off the air, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? Pilots you thought were really, really strong? I would have to say um, Battlestar Galactica. Yep. I thought that was still haven't seen that. That's like one of those shows. Yeah. Really good. I I think, what was it? Four seasons long. Yeah. You've seen all of it. I saw all of it. I would say the first three seasons, they were all amazing. Yeah. And the fourth just seemed rushed to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it shorter season two or no? Uh, like maybe a couple episodes, yeah, but not I think like... Maybe, maybe they realized that the show wasn't going to continue. Okay. So they tried to wrap it up a little too fast. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, Falling Skies, yep. I thought was really, really good. That really caught my interest right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think of a few other shows. I know the newsroom I talked about recently, too, and that had a really good opening pilot. That was really strong, and that show's continued to be awesome. Yep. Oh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Oh, man, that first pilot was awesome. Have you seen the unaired pilot? I don't know. It's not Kaylee Cuoco as like the female interest. Really? So they recast some people from their unaired pilot. I have it. Oh, I know. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's weird Hmm. because it's still Leonard and Sheldon. Yep. But the the girl's totally different. She's like not as sweet. She's a little edgier and uh, it doesn't work as well. Hmm. It's it's kind of weird to see. But it's worth finding on the internet if yeah. uh, people want to search that out. I have it. I've watched it, and it's 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 weird. <laughs> yeah, because I bought the first season, and, and that's not. Yeah, no, uh, it's yeah. not in there. No, you have to like there. get a hold of it. Mm. Any other pilots? Not that I can think of offhand right now. Of the ones that you listed, did they all hold on for a while? Like you said, Battlestar Galactica kind of trailed off in the fourth. But what about some of the other shows? Uh, let's see. Falling Skies. Uh, I haven't, I never got a chance to watch the third season, but okay. one and two, really good, really strong, kept going. Um, I still love watching The Big Bang. That's, uh, something my wife and I, we like to do. Yep. We yep. get some, you know, we get a little free time. We'll, we'll just watch a couple episodes. Yeah. I still love that show. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. We got some games to play. Games. The first of which. Is a game called Would You Rather? First one up. Okay. Uh, This is a tough one, I think. Maybe, maybe not. Would you rather fight zombies or would you rather fight robots? How many? That does make a difference, doesn't it? It does. I guess. Well, let's, let's take a look at both sides of the argument then. Well, you know, okay. Let's say you have one zombie versus one robot. I'm pretty sure. Zombie, right? Yeah. It's almost two e- like one bullet fight over. Yeah. <laughs> one would think. As long as you do it before a zombie gets a hold of anybody else, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much the easy one. One robot, you don't know how powerful this thing is. Yeah. Then if we go armies of zombies and armies of robots, let's say it's like a Walking Dead universe almost versus Terminator universe. Yep. Like robot. I, I guess we have to put it in that kind of context. Mm-hmm. That's tough. 
Yeah, because again, even if, okay, let's say we didn't have weapon mm-hmm. necessarily, so okay. it's more a brawl type thing. I mean, a one-on-one, I'm going to pick a zombie, mm-hmm. but you start getting into multiple zombies, even though they should be easier to kill, mm-hmm. it just takes, like, you know, in some instances, it just takes a scratch, a sure. bite. Sure. So even if, though, technically they don't kill you, they've you're done. Right, right. So, so it's easier to die by zombie hands, maybe? Yeah. Even though they should be the weaker, feebler, you know, enemy, I, I think they're probably the more dangerous. Okay. But it's a robot. Yeah. Ro- robots don't really have a weakness. Yeah. Necessarily. Maybe so, not one as easy as putting a bullet in their head. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, zombies flesh. So you just beat the brain bucket in mm-hmm. you're, you're done you know you, you got to find the weak point in a, in a, a robot yeah you know because i mean it, it could be a freaking trash can that's a robot you know <laughs> right right what right. do you go for you know oh that's tough i think i know what i would go for but i'm i'm curious what you would all right i've decided even though <laughs> even though the zombie shit i think is the more dangerous foe i will pick a zombie just because I know how to kill it. Okay. So you feel like you have more of a chance? I think I have more of a chance with a zombie. Just because, to me, there's too many variables in a robot. Okay. That makes sense. I think I would fight robots for multiple reasons. Okay. One of which, I've expressed how much the world of zombies makes me paranoid. Yep. (laughs) I don't want to live in that universe. Okay. Um, I also agree with you that, like, a scratch or whatever kind of has you done and that's it i feel like in a robot dominated battle or world i could still survive even if i'm not dying like a zombie is straight up gonna kill you that's the plan okay a robot might just be trying to enslave us all right in which case i'm still alive and even if that's a menial existence i could be formulating new attack strategies so it's not a permanent slavery all right. Like I could rise Just up, biding your time. A sure, bit. sure. All right. I also feel like in a cyber-driven universe, I could find a weakness, and I think it's it's easier to eradicate a robot menace than a, a zombie menace because we understand robots. Mm-hmm. Like if we were attacked by a plague of zombies, we don't necessarily know what's causing it. We don't know what's going on, and the resources to find out are probably going to be limited. Mm-hmm. Robots always like make more technology, thereby providing us with means to figure out what's going on. And eventually, robots are always dumb enough to do the hive mentality thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like always, because they always want to have... It's the most efficient thing to do. Yep. So if robots start to evolve with that AI, they always get that hive mentality, which means with a zombie, I got to kill them all. Yep. With a robot... I could potentially only have to take out one to end the battle. Yep. If they're going with the hive mentality, if I can find that central, like, or put a computer virus in. And I think, like, I have that <laughs> that technological <laughs> okay. advantage to be in that world. All right. So uh, that, I think I would rather fight robots. Okay. And one more thing to, you know, defend myself on my opinion. Yeah. As if there's nobody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. A robot will hunt you down. Yes. A zombie will not. No? Not really. Like, if, if I, you know, if I, you know, if they're not aware of you, they're not going to hunt you down. Exactly. So, basically, if I can get my ass over a a hill where he can't see me anymore, I might just give up. (laughs) He might give up, but the chance, you know, he's not going to like track you, track you down. He might continue to look. Yep. But I should easily be able to evade him. You, you could know? go up in a tree and the thing could walk right exactly. by. And that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> robots have intelligence. You know, they're gonna get you. They're, sure. they're gonna, you know, they're gonna continue to follow you. Which means that ultimately, the worst thing you want to fight is the Borg. Yes, because they're the worst of both situations. Because <laughs> not only are they robots and tough to fight that way, but. They convert you. Especially in, like, first contact <laughs> when they're converting with just the things that, like, stick in you and stuff. Yep. 
that sucks. <laughs> so they're also assimilating and making you into zombies. They're the worst of the worst. Yep. No Borg. Okay. Good answers. Good yeah. thought. Uh, thought provoking. <laughs> and and people, if they have answers to these themselves, I would love to hear audience feedback on yeah. what they would rather do in these situations. Yeah, because it seemed like a actually a straightforward question, but the more you thought about it, you're like, oh, this will. And there's the different scenarios yeah. to think about and how powerful the different things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay, here's the second one. Uh, would you rather be able to read people's minds, like telepathy? Yep. Or would you rather be able to alter people's thoughts? So you can just read what they're thinking or you can actually influence the way that they're thinking. Okay, but wouldn't you almost have to know what they're thinking to Mm-mm. influence it? No. Nope, you'd have to do so not knowing Okay. What they thought beforehand. So maybe you're like pushing someone's mind in a certain direction, but they were going in that direction anyway. Okay. <laughs> you right. don't know. All right. Hmm. I think I would have to pick influence. Yeah. Over reading. Just because I don't think I really would want to know what people are thinking like all the time. Okay. And I don't know. That's like a privacy thing also. What if it was in the in the scenario of you don't automatically receive people's thoughts. You can choose to read them or just like and, and it's in both situations, too, because you can control what you're going to make someone like influence their yeah. thinking pattern. Or like if you're talking to someone, you can just not use it right now. OK, although I don't know if that makes it too easy to choose. Well, I guess if I did, if I didn't hear somebody's thoughts all the time, mm-hmm. it was a choice to, to hear it. Yep. I would probably pick that. Okay. Because just by hearing somebody's thought, it would be a lot easier to mani- manipulate what what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because you already know what they're thinking. If you could just kind of say something a little bit differently now that you know what they're right, thinking, right, right. you can kind of push it in the direction you want. So I think in that way, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. I think I'd go with read people's minds. I think that altering people's thoughts is way too tempting. And like it's it's something that's easier to abuse. Like if you're reading someone's mind, you can you can change the way you're behaving to try and get the outcome that you want. Yep. But it doesn't guarantee an outcome. Yeah, it's kind of like massaging somebody's shoulders yeah, instead of yeah. punching them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> instead of like pushing them down the stairs <laughs> you're yeah. just like throwing a banana peel in their yeah. way <laughs> they might step on it and slip yeah. or they'll walk right around it we don't know yeah it still gives a uh, free will yeah. yeah yeah i think altering people's thoughts is just way too weird plus you run into the situation of like if you get in the habit of doing that too much everyone's gonna seem like fake or they're not even gonna seem like people to you they're just like things that you can toy with yeah because you all right i want you to do that you're gonna do this right yeah like where's that's not eventually you would probably get sick of it yeah i would think now if you could hear people's thoughts all the time regardless how would that change if if you couldn't shut off reading people's thoughts what do you mean like oh if i had the ability like we're in the room right now you'd be reading my mind no matter what you couldn't stop hearing my thoughts you could I, you would only hear one person at a time. Yeah. Cuz like a room of people wouldn't be a, a barrage of thoughts at you. Yeah, but most likely the person you're focusing your But whatever on. person you're focused on would be you'd automatically hear their thoughts regardless. Yeah, I wouldn't want it then. No. I wouldn't want it. No. So you'd go with the influence? Then I would go with the info yeah, for the influence. I think I'd still stay with yeah. reading. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, for me at that point I would it would I would feel like I'm kind of breaking into somebody's privacy sure way i think the hardest thing would be to discern between what they were saying and what they were thinking yeah that would piss me off but i think i'd also (laughs) like i i I would not want to know what my wife thinks all the time yeah i I don't want to know i think it would be uh it would be really annoying at first but then i think you would learn like what the difference between the two is and you'd have a really unique perspective of knowing that just because a person thinks something doesn't mean that they're actively thinking it on a conscious level. Like they might think something, but they might not even realize that they're thinking it. Yeah, true. And you'd have to be like, I understand that people have these thoughts and they're just passing things that don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And you'd get used to that. I think it'd be like learning how to do something 
and you just learn the difference between it. So I think eventually it would almost feel like white noise. It could get weird, though. It could. Because you could almost start getting, you know, having an emotion before something mm-hmm. is even said. Right. You know, like you have get, a reaction before yeah. they say something. Yeah, that could get really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could almost drive me insane. (laughs) (laughs) So in that situation, you'd go with the altar? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think you'd be too tempted to use it? No. At least not right away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It depends how frustrating the day is. It depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know, I just really need things to go my way. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure soon it would become. You know what? I don't feel like working today, but I'm pretty sure you still feel like paying me. (laughs) (laughs) Forever. (laughs) So it'd be fun for a while, but but everything would be so easy. Yeah. That's that's what I worry about. Give you a lot of free time, though. Yeah. Allow you to do a lot more things you always wanted to do. Probably in isolation, too. Yeah. Probably become a lonely person. Maybe Maybe in both scenarios. Or not. Or not. (laughs) Or just the opposite. (laughs) Remember you never wanted to give me a second chance? (laughs) Today's the day. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, last one on this game. Uh, Would you rather, this is a tough one too, I think, talk on stage in front of a group of strangers for four hours. Okay, so let's say it's and just to set up the scenario, let's say we have a room of 100 people, roughly. So it's it's big enough to be somewhat intimidating, Mm -hmm. but not too big enough to be like, oh, crap, I don't want to do that. It's not like a stadium because that would be insane. Although maybe that's easier because it's just a mass. I I think there's a a, yeah, you hit a certain a big enough number. Eventually, you just you start focusing in on probably what's worth 100 people anyway. Right, right. Probably is about the same. So it's about 100 people to where you can still like see their faces, individualize people, which makes it tougher. So you'd have to talk on stage in front of them for four hours. Doesn't matter what the topic is. They can't talk back. So you can't like ask questions. It's basically you giving a lecture. Yeah, you can take pauses and like normal speech pattern. You can stop to take a sip of water. It's not like we're going to try and cause pain. That's not the point. Yeah. It's just the the talking in front of people. Most people say they're afraid of public speaking. So that's the whole reason for the setup. So four hours is a significant amount of time. Yep. So talking in front of a group of people straight for four hours or same room, same amount of people streak through the same room in one door out the other. It could take like 30 seconds. Yeah. Ooh, that is tough. So totally nude, yep. in one door, run out the other, same strangers, it's done like that, but you had to streak through the room in front of them. Ooh, I might have found myself a loophole in this one. Uh-oh, really? Yeah. You said a crowd of strangers. It is strangers. Naked. Yeah? Going naked. Both situations are strangers, because right. I think it's easier. I don't know if it's easier. I think it's easier to talk to a group of strangers, but it's probably easier to streak in front of a group of strangers. Yep. I mean, if it was one, if it was like a group I would see again, I would speak. Yeah. If it's a group I'm not going to see again, I'm streaking. <laughs> yeah. Save my He's ass. Going, Woo! Three hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. 30 right? seconds. Yep. Fairly easy decision for you? Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I was a teacher for two years. Yep. And, you know, it, it was always different. I mean, if you had like a little presentation prepared mm-hmm. and it was going well, it it wasn't bad. Yeah. But you start adding in hiccups. Sure. You know, little bobbles and then things start to bog down. And if and things then, get boring, it's a hard hole yeah, to dig then, yourself exactly. out of. Exactly. And then it yeah, it's just it it's just like it's a stacking effect. You know, the more you start to bobble, the more you think about it. Mm-hmm. The, more concern you get, I mean that that four hours could be an absolute nightmare. Sure, or it could go pretty smoothly, and four hours is still a long ass time though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long speech. Yeah, naked. I would naked. go with the talking. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, mainly because, and I'm not even looking at the other one. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the other one is. I'm still doing the. Four, I mean, if it's like. Sleep with a supermodel, then I, yeah, okay, well, I'm doing that. But like, if, if the other one has some sort of a negative connotation, yep. given the choice between the two, I'm going with the talking because it, I like the challenge of it. I mean, look at what I'm doing right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we do this 
for about an hour or two every week. That's already half the time. Yeah. Granted, I wouldn't have someone to talk to. It would just be me talking. Well, that's that's part of the problem. Right. No that's the hardest part. Yeah. But I like the challenge between doing this and doing stand up, which I'm already like trying to improve as someone who talks in front of people. I'm a, I'm someone who has an entertainer bug in me. So to have the challenge of you have to talk to these people for four hours. I like that performance challenge. Yep. But then let's say it's a mood. It's a day I don't feel like performing and I'm not in a good mood. Guess what? I have a group of 100 people who can't talk back to me <laughs> for four hours. If I don't care what they think. Yep. You could what have a, a lot. therapy session. You could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I could just vent, empty every like dark thought in my head. Yep. And then at the end of it, just be like, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something tempting about that, too. Uh, I didn't think of it that way. Does it change anything? You're still running naked. I think I'm still running yeah. naked. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's four hours of my time. I could spend 30 seconds yeah. pleasing the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> you stop halfway through to go, you're welcome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <And then leave. laughs> it's not even a streak. It's a strut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Saints Row strutting yeah, through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what should have took me 30 seconds took me like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. So, again, I want to hear from the crowd, too. I want to hear what they would do in these situations. We've laid them out. The scenarios fairly uh fairly detailed so it shouldn't be too too hard to think about it yourselves and give us your feedback send it to podcast at the let us know your answers we'd love to know what you'd rather do and we'll we'll read those responses on a future show we have one more game to play i usually reserve this one for volpe <laughs> but this one is uh your turn oh boy oh boy this is a game called how many followers so i'm going to give you a couple pairs of celebrities I don't think I can go for two for three. And this will be interesting because you barely use Twitter. Do you still <clears throat> read Twitter? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I know you never tweet, but. No, I have two tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both to me. Yes, both to you. I feel special. Yeah. And neither of them are streaking pictures of you, no. so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you are welcome. All right. First pairing. Okay. Uh, who has more followers? Is it Tyler Perry, who you're okay. familiar with? Yes. Yep. Okay. Or Sarah Silverman, the comedian. comedian yeah. Yeah. Although I say comedian. I hate when they say comedian. Like, why make it a female term? It's an all-encompassing. Yeah. And I don't get that one, but whatever. So Tyler Perry or Sarah Silverman? Give us your thought process. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Sarah Silverman because she's an actress. Okay. And she's a comedian. Okay. So I think she has kind of like two fault, like two groups that follow her. Okay. Even given the popularity of Tyler Perry's movies when they come out, I know it's just geared towards one demographic, yeah. but it's a it's a responsive demographic, at least from a movie's perspective. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to influence you or anything. I'm no. just trying to bring up every possible scenario. Yeah. But then you also have Sarah Silverman as a woman. Yep. And I think I don't know what the demographic of Twitter is. I don't know. I wonder if it's more male or female dominated. Never thought about it. I feel like males are more active on social media in general, but I could be totally wrong. So I don't know. I'm just confusing myself now. I'm are sorry. You, I'm going to stop talking. I'm feminine? <laughs> no, 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 is not at all. Post? No, 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 I'm going to. Yeah, I'll go. I'll stick with Sarah Silverman. Okay. Just because of those, those two reasons alone. Okay. Tyler Perry okay. has 2,930,226. Okay. Feeling confident? Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, she can be pretty raunchy, so. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would think she can uh, muster up a few more followers than that. Sarah Silverman, 4,580,007. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least at the time of this recording. Nice. Well done. You're one for one. All right. Flawless record. You're doing better than Volpe. <laughs> yeah, he he he's got two for three out of the last two games. That's though. true. Yeah, he's he's four for six overall. Really, you're one for one. Yeah, 
That's not a bad start. All right. Let's end it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Stop right yeah. now. Next one. Tom Green. Yep. Or Andy Dick. Hmm. Dude from like news radio and like the 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 always weird sitcom dude. Yeah. You know? I I feel like this one's a little weird too because they're kind of like quirky characters. Yeah. And neither of them is super prominent right now. Well, I, yeah. I almost want to say Andy Dick just because like I haven't heard of Tom Green really doing anything. Okay. As of late. At all. Nor have I, really. But. I, I would think just of what he has done, mm-hmm. I might have to go Tom Green. Hmm. Even though I think Andy Dick is more because he had that like current. surge of popularity. Yeah, I mean he was ju- he was just ridiculous. He was, and maybe maybe that's what he's doing right now is just kind of fun on his own, not necessarily just for TV. Mm-hmm. Just hey, the people that are my fans, you know. Check out what I'm doing Interesting. You know, on Facebook. I mean, on uh, on Twitter. Yep. So let's go Tom Green. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> final answer. All right. Uh, Tom Green has 201,000. Fuck. <laughs> not feeling good about it? No, I'm not feeling good about that. Andy Dick yep. has 154,954. Oh, wow. Damn. That so, worked. yeah. Good, uh, good response. Now, I think... Tom Green is someone who seems like he'd be more social media active, kind of like I think you were thinking. He also, years ago, had the Tom Green show that he did at, like, TomGreen.com right out of his house. He had a studio set up and did, like, a live streaming video talk show. Yep. I think that was a big thing in kind of getting his internet presence out there. Yeah, I mean, I could, I don't know, I could just see him doing, like, a bunch of just weird, like, Vine videos, you know? Yeah. But I still won. (laughs) <laughs> so you are two for two. Can you go for three for three? Could you do something that Volpe has never done in this game? <laughs> Ever. Uh, keep it to myself. <laughs> Last one. Now, this one, I purposely chose people from very different worlds. All right. At least I thought, because I thought that was the challenge. Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Or Shaquille O'Neal. Hmm. Kind of a, a weird pairing. Yeah. But I thought it'd make it interesting. Oh, man. What are your thoughts? What are the calculations going on in your head right now? I'm just trying to figure out how to how to somehow compare them. Yeah. You know? I mean, Shaquille, you know, an amazing basketball star, retired. Mm-hmm. So... In one way, he, you know, he's retired. That's not going to help him. But people might start following him more just to see what he's doing. Okay. There's that. Uh, Zach is wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- I would think he would have a huge following just from, you know, his movies, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's still pretty big. Yeah. And I don't know. If, if he's anything like he is in the movies you'd probably want to follow him just to figure out what the hell's going on with that guy. Sure. <laughs> Comedians tend to be pretty good on Twitter, but then again, you have very faithful sports fans are fanatic. So exactly. It's a weird kind of, like you said, it's a weird comparison to make. Hmm. Yeah. Zach, I mean, obviously he's a comedian, but I don't think of him as like a stand up comedian. Okay. He was, yeah. I think he still does stand up, but I don't, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a much more absurdist type exactly. comedian, yeah, mm. or satirical or whatever you want to call it. And like you said, I mean, sports fans are fanatics. Mm-hmm. I might have to go with Shaquille O'Neal on this one. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. Zach Galifianakis. Uh huh. Three million eight hundred twenty thousand nine hundred eighty-three. Okay. Confident. I don't feel uncomfortable by that number. No? no. Okay. No. Shaq. Yeah. I should mention his Twitter name is at Shaq. At so Shaq. that's pretty easy to get to. Yeah. One would think. And Galifianakis ain't the easiest thing to spell. No, definitely. <laughs> Although not. I don't know if that's his. I forget what his name is. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, seven million five hundred twenty-nine thousand six hundred twenty-seven. Yes. <laughs> he like doubles. Yeah. More than doubles Galifianakis, which you'd probably never think. Nope. Now Shaq. 
obviously has the the athletic fanatics. Um, he was a deputy for a while. Okay. He uh, currently has a show on TV. Really? Like a comedy roundtable type show where he has comedians on. They discuss things in a roundtable and he's the host. Random. Yeah. But apparently from what I've heard about a lot of comics that are on the show, they've like reported back and they're like, you would never think he's that funny and like wants to do comedy and is all about it and like really smart and like good at it. Yep. So apparently he's got a following that way, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. I mean, why can't a sports player be funny? Sure. You know, so three for three. Yeah, baby. I bet you're hoping we never play this game again. Uh, yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> I am done. And you have a perfect record for life. Right. But I'm sure it'll come up again at some yeah. point. We're going to have to challenge you now. <laughs> three for three. I mean, you can't just leave that on the floor. <laughs> for life. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good place to wrap things up this week. <laughs> we'll go out on that note. Uh, do you have a final thought or something you'd like to plug? Nope. Now, it doesn't have to be something to plug. I know you don't like doing the plugs, but you could have a final thought. I don't know. Spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> Throw a Bob Barker <laughs> yeah, one out Bob there. Bob Barker does that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need a signature final thought or something. Yeah, no, I'll work on that. Yeah, your final thought <laughs> is to think of a final thought. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's very meta. <laughs> Please go over to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything that we post over there. Check out the show notes for this episode to see everything we talked about on this show. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. Please like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and on Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. You can follow Mikey at Mikey the Goonie on Twitter, but he doesn't tweet yeah. anything. Yeah. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you can send your emails and feedback, including what you would rather do on the What You Rather's, uh, to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks for listening, geeks. We will see you next week. Later. Make it so.